Beijing spies reportedly come in all shapes and sizes. That's based on a new report saying a suspected agent for the Chinese regime had been operating in the UK parliament until getting arrested by British police over the weekend. Here's the twist, he's not ethnically Chinese. The whole house is rightly appalled about reports of espionage in this building. The British Prime Minister striking a tone of defiance. What security risks does the discovery highlight for both the UK and US? Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Before we plunge into today's headlines, here's a juicy scoop for you. How deadly was China's COVID-19 pandemic? We're all aware of Beijing's suppression of virus origin data, but hidden details are still lurking in the shadows. Our exclusive report dives deep to reveal the untold part of the story. And the truth is shocking. Mark your calendars for tomorrow as we uncover the unsettling reality surrounding China's secret COVID-19 death toll here on China in Focus. Beijing is facing its worst COVID outbreak. Around 250 million people were infected during the first weeks of December. China had reported only 37 deaths caused by COVID-19. We urge China to be fully transparent about what's going on. We do know that we don't know the cases right now. Now, the BBC has found evidence of a considerable COVID death toll in China's rural areas. If you visit local crematoriums, there's a lot of people have died. Demetrius still believes that uh, deaths are heavily underreported from China. The regime's prestige is based upon this idea that they are really good managers of, of everything that's going on in the country. And if, if uh, the COVID numbers are not supporting that, well, one way to address that problem is to eliminate the COVID numbers, right? Within eight days, I lost five close relatives. The information that we got at the front end of this thing uh, wasn't perfect and has led us now to a place where much of the challenge we face today... It's very important uh, for us to be on the same page. That is what China has not allowed to happen. If you cannot get real data from China, all your estimations will be way off. My close relatives, among them, there are four died already. That is from one family. We calculated how long each furnace burns, and then we came back to make an overall estimate, which is around 380 million. An unexpected discovery in the UK. A British parliamentary researcher is now under arrest on suspicion of acting as a spy for China. Named Krish Cash, according to the Times, the 28-year-old British man is not ethnically Chinese. UK lawmakers are now pressing the prime minister to get tougher with the Chinese regime. Let's dive in. The whole house is rightly appalled about reports of espionage in this building. Rishi Sunak is facing pressure to say China is a threat to national security. It comes after a parliamentary researcher was arrested on suspicion of spying for Beijing. The Prime Minister confronted Chinese Premier Li Chang during the G20 summit in India over the weekend. I was emphatic with Premier Li that actions which seek to undermine British democracy are completely unacceptable and will never be tolerated. Yeah. According to the Times, 
the alleged spy was arrested in March and worked for the China Research Group. He said he is completely innocent in a statement released by his lawyers. Another Commons worker in his 30s was also arrested. The researcher is reported to have links with senior Tories, including Tugendhat and Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Alicia Kern. Tugendhat is said not to have had any contact with him since before he became Security Minister in September last year. The British government refused to label Communist China as a threat on Monday, despite the parliament researchers' arrest. Beijing labeled the allegation as malicious slander. Next, we bring you deeper analysis into the Chinese spy accusation inside parliament and what it means for the UK. NTD's Malcolm Hudson spoke to the executive director of the Henry Jackson Society for Insight. So you mentioned that the alleged spy is a, is a Westerner, it's British, rather than being Chinese. So do you think this could be an overlooked security factor when vetting for government staff? Yes, most definitely. I think what we've got here uh, is, if you like, the evolution of tactics, uh, which, which is understandable from the Chinese front. Uh, you want to find whoever you can who is the least likely person to be suspected um, uh, you know, of, uh, of working for you and then insert them where you can. So obviously, um, trying to reach out to Western nationals in Western countries uh, is a sensible approach from the Chinese espionage uh, point of view. But it does, of course, uh, remind us that we have to be vigilant against every uh, sort of possibility of Chinese or indeed other country infiltration. And just finally, so Rishi Sunak appears to be taking a softer stance against China since he's been since he's been leader. So originally, he was uh, during the leadership campaign, he was saying he would. Uh, label China a threat, but he's now backed down from them and called them a systematic challenge, I believe. Um, so do you think that uh, this revelation would be a wake-up call to him? Yeah, I hope it's a wake-up call, because I think what it should show is that whatever you know posture the British government might put out to China, China has one posture towards us. They view us as a rival, they view us as perhaps a threat to them, and they are determined to gain whatever advantage they can in their dealings with us uh, by using whatever methods are available to them. The case echoes a similar one in the U.S. Former Harvard chemistry professor Charles Lieber was sentenced in April. That's for lying about working for a Chinese state-run program and concealing his financial ties with a Chinese university. Lieber used to head Harvard's chemistry department. He was also part of a Chinese state-run talent program from 2012 to 2015. U.S. officials have raised concerns that the program could speed up China's theft of American technology. A Chinese university in Wuhan paid Lieber up to $50,000 monthly, plus over $100,000 for living expenses expenses, and over a million dollars to set up a lab. Lieber did not report his activity in China to Harvard or declare the Chinese income on his tax returns. Lieber was sentenced to two days in prison earlier this year, followed by two years of supervised release. He was also slapped with a $50,000 fine and a bill for $34,000 in restitution to the IRS. Is a crisis in China's economy putting Taiwan in danger of war? House Select Committee Chair Mike Gallagher says it's a real risk and that Congress members are trying to assess the danger to America's financial system at a Tuesday field hearing. NTD's Xiaohua Li has the details. The House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party is holding a hearing in New York City this morning. The topic here is the China threat to the U.S. financial system. 
The event comes as fears of an economic slowdown are swirling in China. Experts say it could make a Chinese invasion of Taiwan more likely, and that conflict could spell danger for the U.S. We saw that if China were to initiate preparations to invade Taiwan, the losses across our financial system would dwarf the write-downs taken at the outset of the Russia-Ukraine war. To brainstorm a backup solution, ex-chair of the U.S. securities regulator Jake Clayton proposed a plan. This is an area where I would at least consider a pilot program for very large companies disclosing the China-specific risks and what type of scenario planning they have done in the event of abrupt decoupling. That's to allow investors and policymakers to see the potential China-related risks and prepare for them. Other investment experts like short seller Ann Stevenson again pledged wider curbs on U.S. exports to China. The export restrictions tend to be more effective, so we look at what technologies those are focusing on and perhaps focus on investment in those. But a big question remains, is Wall Street prepared to protect American investors? China is preparing for war with the United States. Yet here in New York, it seems sometimes that Wall Street does not act like the PRC is a threat at all. Just last month, Gallagher warned how the U.S. risks founding its own destruction. That's after reports reveal Wall Street investments are flowing into blacklisted Chinese companies. They've been flagged by Washington either because of their ties with the Chinese military or for their connections to human rights abuses. Taking on a genocidal communist regime as a business partner is not a recipe for success. It is a recipe for systemic risk. Recently, while in Beijing, U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo labeled China uninvestable, thanks to Beijing's policies targeting foreign firms through fines, raids, and a new counterintelligence law. My positions uh, and my policy recommendations are not always popular in this city, but we're not going to be intimidated by lobbying pressure, Wall Street pressure, or CCP pressure. The Chinese regime claims Taiwan as its own territory, despite never having ruled the island. It has vowed to annex Taiwan by force if necessary. All eyes are on Beijing's economic struggles. Now President Biden says China lacks the ability to invade Taiwan. But a Taiwanese officer disagrees. Here's his response to Biden's remark. China's defense budget for both last year and this year continued to grow at a relatively high rate. Therefore, our military needs to be fully prepared. Fully prepared for a possible war. In a Tuesday report, Taiwan's defense ministry noted China is bolstering its air power along its coast, facing Taiwan. To do it, Beijing ordered a permanent deployment of new fighters and drones. The same day, Taiwan spotted 22 Chinese warplanes and 20 warships near the island. Artificial intelligence is everywhere, from our smartphones to our cars. But could it also influence how we vote? A report from Microsoft reveals it might already be happening. NTD's Jason Perry has the details. As Americans weigh their choices for the 2024 presidential election, artificial intelligence is quietly shaping public opinion in ways we might not even realize. Microsoft says their researchers have uncovered what they believe to be a network of fake Chinese Communist Party-controlled social media accounts, and those accounts are being used to influence U.S. voters. 
A Microsoft spokesperson said the accounts attempt to appear to be Americans, listing their public locations within the United States, posting American political slogans, and sharing hashtags related to political issues. For example, this Black Lives Matter graphic was first uploaded by a CCP-affiliated automated account and was then uploaded by an account impersonating a U.S. conservative voter seven hours later. And this Statue of Liberty graphic labeling her as the goddess of violence has six fingers on her hand, a common indicator of a photo made by AI. Now you can have one bad actor who can manipulate tens of thousands of accounts. To shed light on this issue, I spoke with Rex Lee, cybersecurity advisor at MySmart Privacy. The beginning of the movie starts off with a young looking Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. Um, and his likeness and his um, uh, uh, voice print were 100% dead on. You couldn't tell whether they shot it 30 years ago or shot it uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, so they can do this with anybody, especially uh, with political figures, because they're in the news, their likeness is out there, um, and their voice prints have been out there for years. So what should people do to make sure they won't be swayed by these AI influence operations? First of all, you shouldn't be getting your news from any social media platform uh, because these social media companies have a bias. They have a political bias. We know that for a fact. Go back to the end user. They have to take responsibility and uh, understand where they're getting their news. They should get it directly from the news sources, whether that's uh, CNN or Fox or who I get my news from, the Epic Times. And he explained that we'll see more and more of these AI influence operations come up as the 2024 election approaches. Jason Perry, NTD News. Where has China's defense minister gone? Showing zero public exposure for two weeks, Li Shanfu has caused lots of speculation upon his whereabouts. Li attended a China-Africa forum in Beijing on August 29th. He has never been seen in public after that. A former Chinese Navy lieutenant colonel said Li is very likely arrested and under investigation. Beijing's personnel changes are highly confidential. Li is not an isolated case. The most bizarre case recently is linked to former Foreign Minister Qin Gan. After his month-long disappearance from public view, Qin was removed from his position in July. Also in July, leadership in China's elite troop, Rocket and Nuclear Weapons Force, revealed the previous chief and commissioners had been ousted months ago. The news raised eyebrows overseas. The U.S. ambassador to Japan, Raim Emanuel, mocked the recent changes on his social media platform. He compared it to a well-known detective book, and then there were none. Coming up, an eastern alliance with China at its center. North Korea's leader is headed to Russia for talks with Moscow's head. What should we expect from the headline meeting? More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. The U.S. is warning North Korea not to sell arms to Russia. The leader of the communist country, Kim Jong-un, arrived in Russia Tuesday. He's expected to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Entity's Jeremy Sandberg has more on the visit. Kim Jong-un's heavily armored private train arrived in Russia Tuesday with an entourage of military officials in charge of nuclear-capable weapons and munitions factories, as well as the country's foreign minister and economic officials. 
The White House says Russia wants to buy millions of artillery shells and rockets from North Korea and warned against it. The communist-led country has been under international sanctions over its nuclear weapons program for years. A potential Putin-Kim meeting expected this week could lead to Pyongyang obtaining the technology needed to make weapons it was barred from accessing for two decades. And we will continue to call it out, and we will continue to call on North Korea to abide by its public commitments not to supply weapons to Russia that will end up killing Ukraine. Putin is expected to arrive in Vladivostok, a possible meeting location on Tuesday. A meeting time with Kim has not yet been announced. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. On another front, Putin says Russia-China ties have reached unprecedented historical levels. He made the comment during a meeting with China's deputy premier on Tuesday. If Russia and North Korea ink a weapons deal, how should the West and the world respond? Evelyn Lee with NTD's Good Morning Show talked to Grant Newsham, senior fellow at the Center for Security Policy. First, how are North Korea's weapons capability and technology? How important could that be for Russia? Well, North Korea won't feed its people, but it's pretty good with some of the basic weaponry that it makes. It's got plenty of artillery shells, missiles, small arms, ammunition, and Russia can use all of that. Uh, they've been burning through it uh, fast since this war in Ukraine started. They can't make enough of their own. North Korea has it. Russia wants it. And it's important to remember that uh, when North Korea gives weaponry and uh, ammunition uh, arms to Russia, that it's believed that China uh, restocks North Korea's arsenals. To wrap things up here, the bottom line, what is your estimate? How worried should we be here? Oh, I'd be very worried about this. Uh, Russia is not, as I said, is not going to, say, back down, not going to seek negotiations. It is going all out uh, in Ukraine, and its objectives, as they've said, are Europe and China as well. They are not backing down. Their objectives are regional domination, global domination, and to bring the United States down more than a few notches. So we need to be very worried uh, and not let, our, not let our guard down, but also build our defenses back up. Uh, and also to stop funding the Chinese would be a good start. Back in China's Hebei province, severe flooding is putting cities like Baoding and Zhuzhou underwater and even wrecking havoc on Chinese military assets there, with tanks and military assets damaged. Much of the excess water is believed to come from dam overflow, reportedly released by local authorities. According to a person familiar with the matter, Chinese Premier Li Qiang allowed local authorities to release the water into the surrounding cities. That follows a directive from Chinese leader Xi Jinping to protect an area called Xiong'an. Just 60 miles from China's capital, the Xiong'an New Area is a budding hub that serves one of the country's most important economic triangles. Xi Jinping also reportedly hopes to transform the area into an offshoot of Beijing's crowded capital. A leaked document also hints at the water release order. Instructions from a Chinese flood control department in July directed authorities to open floodgates for the same reason. The directive was kept highly confidential and warned staff members not to leak or record the information. But after releasing the water, something unexpected happened. A fleet of Beijing's elite troops that were stationed there also took on water. A local resident told the Epic Times that the affected unit is a troop that serves as protection for Beijing, adding that an entire military compound there was flooded, located in the urban area of Baoding. 
That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocusntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.